We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Good morning, everyone. Man, Steve's already pulling it on me. <laughs> Sitting in the back row. <laughs> and looking awfully comfortable. <laughs> How is everyone? Doing well? In spite of all things, that's, that's the first thing you need to do when you get up in the morning after you've told the Lord you loved him, is thank you, Lord, that in spite of all things, I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. We're going to read verses 38 through 42. I want to talk about today's distractions. Today's distractions. Something to understand is, listen, distractions have been around since the very beginning. You, you can go through all of Scripture and you know that distractions have always been an issue with humanity. We're easily distracted. Look how easily Eve was distracted. Look how easily Abraham was distracted. Moses, David, Peter, Paul distractions we get distracted so easily Luke chapter 10 verse 30 now it came to pass in verse 38 as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house and she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus feet and heard his word but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said Lord dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone Better, therefore, that she should help me. First thing, why don't you ask your own sister to help you? It's funny how we approach the Lord about things, isn't it? Yeah, that could preach, couldn't it? Okay, let me move on. Verse 14, Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Now, she, she only brought one thing to his attention, the fact that his sister wasn't serving with her. But he said, Martha, you got a lot of things going on in your head. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen the good part, that good part which shall not be taken away from her. According to history, the disciple Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist first. But as soon as Jesus came on the scene, Andrew changed his focus. When you look at John chapter 1, verse 35 through 40, it actually tells the story of when Andrew began to follow Jesus. In verse 41, then Andrew introduces Jesus uh, to Peter, his, Andrew's brother. And so Matthew 4 tells us when Jesus called Andrew, he, Andrew drops his nets immediately and follows Jesus. There's no delays, no distractions. When you responded to the Lord, is that how you responded? When you heard him, you immediately dropped everything and there was no distractions or or did it take a little bit? You know, it took me a little bit. You know, I was distracted by other things. I was distracted by things in my life. I was distracted by other issues and things. So, you know, a lot of times we don't see things as distractions when they're, that's simply all they are. After Jesus' crucifixion, a Andrew went on to reach the gospel in Russia, uh, the Byzantine, in, uh, Byzantine Empire, and Greece. So, you know, Andrew had this big thing that happened in his life and that was Jesus Christ. And he didn't allow distractions to
to take away from what he was called to do. When he was in Greece, he actually led the emperor of Greece's wife to the Lord, and the emperor had him uh, crucified because of it. When he was being crucified, he preached. Now, he was crucified on an X, not, not a cross that we see it, but on an X. This is Andrew. And one of the things, you'll, if, if you look on the Union Jack, which is the uh, actual flag of the Great Britain, they have an X on it. That X stands for St. Andrew. They recognized in the early part of their country's development that Andrew was an important part. And, of course, that, you know, being the Catholic Church, but they recognized him. as so That's why that X is on the Union Jack. Uh, it's a symbol to them. And actually, you got to love this, Andrew was a patron saint in Scotland. So all you Scottish people can enjoy that. Us Irish people have to take it for what it is. The crowd tried to free Andrew off of the cross while he was being crucified. But Andrew said no. He, 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 he still, even at death, he wasn't distracted by what he was called to do. And he continued to preach to them. God's given us a commission, a mandate. And, and we have a purpose here on earth, don't we? God's given us, like, God's given us a mandate, a commission, hasn't he? Okay. I just I wasn't sure you were there. I was looking down. It's easy to get distracted from that mandate, that commission, isn't it? It's very easy. We each have an individual purpose from God. God has purposed something individual in each of our lives. But we all have a singular purpose in Scripture, and that is to reach the lost. You know, that's the singular purpose God gives us. If we get distracted from that singular purpose, then we're off the beaten path of God's will for the church. So he's given us that sink, but the problem we're having today is just this age-old problem. It's been around forever. Distractions. Now, we have developed some very good distractions in America, haven't we? There are distractions that we have that a lot of countries, especially third-world countries, they don't have these distractions. But, man, we, we've created a lot of things that we call benefits, that we call enjoyment, that we call entertainment, that we call fun, that we call necessity, that are really just distractions. That's all they are. They're distractions. What is a distraction? Something that's exactly something that takes away from what you're supposed to be thinking about, what you're supposed to have your mind on. Former Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev used to tell this story, and you've probably heard it before, but I'm going to tell it. Uh, at the time that he was there, there that, that petty theft and theft from factories and all was, was rampant and going on in, in, in the Soviet Union. So they placed guards around uh, a lot of the factories, and those guards were trying to curtail the theft that was coming out of the factories. And there was one lumberyard at the time was Leningrad, St. Petersburg, and a guard knew most of the workers there. I mean, he grew, he grew up with them, was in their uh, uh, in their lives most of their life. And so one evening, he, he a guy he knew was bringing a wheelbarrow out and said, got to check the wheelbarrow and he said well nothing but sawdust and you know shavings and he said well, dump it out and so he made him dump it out there wasn't anything in it and so the next day this guy you know brings out a wheelbarrow and it's got the shavings and the the sawdust in it and his guy said listen you got to dump it out this went on for weeks and so the guard would inspect everybody he'd look and he'd, all he would find was the shavings and the and so after several weeks he, he said 
the guy comes out and he's got the wheelbarrow with it. He said, look, I wasn't born yesterday. I know you're taking something out of here. Just tell me and I'll let you go. But I'm, I'm, it's gotten to me. I got to know what you're taking out of here. And we all know what he was taking. He looks at the guard and he says, I'm taking wheelbarrows. We get distracted by what's in the wheelbarrow. And all the time it's the wheelbarrow. And it's, that's what happens in our lives. We, we get distracted by things that are in our life. Not really what our, realizing what our life is supposed to be carrying. And so the uh, question today is this. What, what, what's your focus today? You, you, every one of us have a focus. You focus on something every day. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's getting something done at the house. Maybe it's going somewhere. Maybe it's accomplished. But you focus. You know, Nehemiah focused on building a wall. I mean, he, building with one hand, sword in the other. But he focused on building a wall, and he wasn't going to give up until it was completed. When you look in 2 Corinthians, Paul said that we should keep on going, keep, stay the course. You've heard that term, stay the course. Stay focused. Don't get distracted, even when bad things are happening around us. That's when we get the most distracted. When, when things that we, we deem to be bad are happening around us. Some of the worst things that ever happened to you are some of the best things that ever happened to you. Because what happens is, when things, when things are going on around you that seem bad, if you learn to stay the course, if you learn to keep focused, if you learn to not be distracted, in the thing that you deem bad, you discover it's not really that bad. Not only that, you discover the blessing that God has at the end of it. Because about 99.999999% of the growth that you have in God has to do with your struggles, not your blessings. Man, if God would just let me win the lottery, I'd worship him forever. No, you wouldn't. No, you, I wouldn't either. Let's, can we be transparent and be honest? I wouldn't worship him forever. I'd be spending that money. So there'd be part of that forever that I wouldn't be worshiping him, right? No, let's just, just be real honest here. A lot of times we look at the blessing and we're really going to serve God when he, or if he blesses or if this, when in fact we, we never grow. You realize you don't grow in blessing. You grow in struggle. But, you, but if you grow in struggle, guess what happens at the end? Then you get the blessing. But distractions in our life causes us to look away from what God's trying to do in our life. And it's, it's an age-old trick the devil He's always throwing it at us. In Luke 10, Martha complains to Jesus, hey, my sister's not doing her fair share. Do y'all know how often the pastor hears that? <laughs> because sadly, in church, it's a lot like what's in the world. 90% of the work is done by 10% of the people. It's humanity. It's what we are. And most people in church learn you know, to not be distracted by that, to go forward with what God gives them to do. But there's usually somebody <laughs> that doesn't like it because so-and-so is not coming and praying like I, I do, or so-and-so is not teaching Sunday school like I do, or so-and-so is not ushering like I do, or so -and, and it's just a distraction. That's all it is. It's the devil distracting you from the purpose that you and I have. And what is our purpose? What is our purpose? Purpose is to serve. What is our purpose? To worship. What is our purpose? Why did God bring Don into the church? So he can make it to heaven. 
proclaim the gospel. That's the purpose of the church, to proclaim the gospel. If the church doesn't proclaim the gospel, who does? Because Jesus doesn't put billboards out on 20 and 287 with big lights on it. I've come to save. He doesn't do that. He doesn't ride in the sky every morning. Jesus saves. The sun doesn't come up and this is the sun. I'm up this morning. Jesus is, loves you and is going to save you. None of that. The church, we're brought into the church to proclaim the gospel. Everything else is secondary. If anything else goes above that, then you're missing the purpose. We understand that we're here to worship God. We understand that. That is a point of our life. That's the one thing God does not demand of you. God not, does not demand your worship. He wants it freely. God didn't command us to worship Him. He desires the worship. But listen, He commanded us to go out and to seek, and that is our primary purpose. Anything outside of that or that takes over that, we have to work. We have families. We have kids. We do all those things. But none of that can distract us from our purpose. When it happens and it distracts us, then we've lost the principal purpose of being in the church. And so Martha says, listen, Jesus. I'm wondering if Martha really didn't understand who Jesus really was. Maybe she didn't recognize the, the Lord of glory is sitting in my house. Sometime, look, some of y'all already know where I'm headed with this because you're laughing at me. Sometimes we don't understand who's sitting in our house. We're, we're busy doing our things, our work for God. You know, the proper thing for Martha was to what? When somebody came into her house as a, as a guest. What was the proper Jewish custom? Wash their feet, serve them, make sure they were comfortable, and when they left, they were happy. That was the primary purpose. But when the Lord of glory shows up at your house, mm, sometimes those things have to take the secondary because you understand there are so what did Jesus say? Martha, you're you're troubled about a lot of stuff. He said, but the one thing is need, but one thing is needful, he said. And all the things that you're troubled about here and all the anger you have toward your sister, there's one thing that's needful. And Mary has chosen the thing that was needful. What was that? To sit at the feet of Jesus. We can't, we can't let side things distract us to where we're not sitting at the feet of Jesus. If you sit at the feet of Jesus, if you, and what does that mean to sit at the feet of Jesus? Anybody, somebody shout out what you think that means, to sit at the feet of Jesus. Worship. Say it loud so I can hear it because I'm deaf. Be attentive to him. Has to be your focus. Say again. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, Martha was. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. 
Sometimes I got a little story about that in a little bit. <laughs> yes, sir. That's it. Right, right. That's why we set it at his feet in a constant, exactly. Setting it in a constant, it's, and it's, this is a lifetime thing. And if, you know, if you're, if you're focusing on, what did Jesus come to do? Very simple. Seeking to save that which was lost. Well, we know we can't save, right? But what can we do? We can seek. He's told us to go seek, and I'll get them. I'll save them. I'll, I'll go after them. I'll, I'll, I'll grab them. So, Martha, be careful about the thing. Don't be distracted by the stuff you think is so important. It's part of the custom, and there's a lot of things we think are important. So let's nearest this down. Let's, let's, Jesus is in this house today, and there's some things that we do in this house that are customary, Right? But what's the most important thing? Worship. Recognize who's in the house. That's the most important. Sit at his feet. That's the most important. In Matthew 15, Jesus said the people uh, honor him with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. Man, how could that possibly be? That you could honor God with your lips but be so far away from God. We, call, we have a term in today's society. It's called lip service. You don't know what that is. You, you, you ever, I'm going to ask you if you've done this. Have you ever seen somebody that you're around and there's this one per, important person in the group and y'all know he's important because they're, they're important and somebody comes up that you know it's your friend and man, they start talking about how important that person is and, how, and they just start giving that lip service. They're not doing that because they want to impress that person. They want that person to be impressed with them. That's why they're doing it. Listen, can I give you all a little secret? Anybody that shows up wanting to be important in your life, you need to shut that off pretty quick. Only Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of people that will show up in your life and want to be important. They want to impress you. They want you to make their, you know, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread, and sliced bread hadn't been around that long. They'll want you to, to think, man, this person has it all together. They'll want you to think this person knows everything there is to know, and they're all God-knowing. They'll want you to think all this stuff, you need to take a step backwards because they're not focused on what is important and the right thing. They're distracted, and they're trying to distract you because they're wanting accolades from you. Jesus said, listen, it's okay if you get accolades from people. Jesus didn't say that was wrong. 
He just said, that's the blessing you get from it. Don't misunderstand what's been said here. It's not wrong to get accolades from people, but that's the blessing. It's when you keep it in silent and keep it to yourself that God gives you the accolades. And he will, he will do it in secret, but it, then it will be come out in, in, in open. He'll, it'll come out in open. You'll see the blessing in people's lives. What happens is we get distracted and forget that Jesus is the main focus. We can, you know, listen, uh, we can go to church but not be focused on the priorities. We can go to church every week and not be focused on priori- what's the priority here. What's the priority here? Jesus said, go ye therefore into all the world and worship me every single Sunday. Never commanded that. What's the priority here? We know what the priority is. I'm not going to keep beating that horse. The priority is to seek, to seek. There's a commission. That word commission, it's a command. Jesus didn't say, all right, guys. I'm going to be leaving soon. If y'all feel like it, why don't y'all go to Jerusalem? And if y'all feel like it, why don't y'all wait for the promise? And then if you feel like it, why don't you go out and win the war? He didn't say that. He said, I'm telling you something. You go to Jerusalem and you wait. And you wait. And you wait till the promise. And after the promise has come, you're going to receive power. And then you're going to go and you're going to preach to all, all the people in your city, all the people in your county, all the people in your state and all the people in the known world is going to go, go. That's what he told them. And he commissioned them to do it. He didn't ask them. He didn't plead with them. He commissioned them. Again, Satan's oldest trick, one of his oldest trick distractions. Remember that nothing takes priority. Nothing takes priority with that relationship you have with Jesus Christ. In the relationship, all purpose fulfills itself. If, you're, if the relationship's good here, then this purpose works here. It's when we get distracted from this that this purpose begins to we get distracted from the purpose. The, the beauty of getting up in the morning and just worshiping God, just having prayer with Him, just talking to Him, is that it eliminates distractions right off the bat. Eliminate, are, are, are there going to be things that come at you during the day that's going to try to distract you? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the devil's deal. It's, just, it's, it's the world's deal. It's humanity. A lot of us like being distracted. Let's see. I mean, I, the yard is a foot high in grass. Or I'll pick on somebody. It's fun. The yard is a foot high in grass, but the Aggies are playing today. So, and I got a couple of sons. <laughs> we can get distracted from doing things we need to do because there's things, other things we want to do. So I didn't call names here. Y'all, y'all quit looking. Don't. Could be any one of y'all. But we get distracted. We, sometimes we like being distracted because it's something we want to do. Listen, the, the New York Yankees and the Milwaukee Braves, this was before some of us, our time, were playing in the World Series. Yogi Berra, you heard of Yogi Berra, catcher for New York, all the time, never stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never saw. He had a he had an answer and a some for everything you could think of. He was a well known catcher at the time for the Yankees, and as they were playing the Milwaukee Braves, there was a well known power hitter for the Braves. His name was Hank Aaron. So 
Yogi had this ceaseless chatter going to every batter to try to distract them from what was going on at the plate to get them to strike out. That, that was what he all the time. So when Hank Aaron comes to the plate, Yogi looks at him and says, Hank, your bat, you're holding your bat wrong. He said, the label should be on the top where you can read it. Hank Aaron didn't say a word. First pitch up, boom, left field, out, home run. So Hank Aaron makes his way all the way around. He comes back and he, he touches home plate and he looks at Yogi and he said, I didn't come here to read. <laughs> he didn't get distracted. There are master distractions in our life. There are yogis in our life that just want to chatter and chatter just to distract us from really what we're supposed to be there. Hank wasn't there to read the label. He was there to take it out, and he did. We're becoming so distracted today from what our true purpose is in, in church. The sad thing in church is that we're not being distracted by the world, and we're not being distracted by the devil. We're being distracted by one another. There's, there's, there's preaching and teaching and distractions that are going on that take us away from our purpose. Our purpose. Do you know in, in much of the evangelical world today, the purpose today in church is to be blessed? You don't believe me? Just turn it on and listen to it. The purpose is to be blessed. Everything you're doing is to get a blessing. Everything you're doing is to be blessed. Everything you're doing is in, in line with God's word so you receive the blessing. And it's over and over and over. None of us are in the church to be blessed. It's a byproduct. Blessing is a byproduct of our relationship with Jesus Christ. God cannot help but bless you. It's His thing. He loves the church so much, and He desires so much to bless us. But when we get distracted on the blessing and get distracted away from the blesser, and away from the purpose, then what happens is, you ever notice this? There, I know you'll get tired of me saying this, but I don't get tired of it. Those that preach prosperity seem to be the only ones prospering. You notice that? That's a little odd to me. Now, again, I'm not going to, you know, they get, God blesses them, God bless them. Sometimes I'm not so sure that's what the thing is, and it's a distraction. The blessing becomes such a distraction that all is about the blessing. You can get blessed all the way to hell. You can get blessed all the way to hell. You can, you, you can do these things and these marvelous things. Jesus even said, listen, there's going to be those in that day that stand before me and say, didn't we cast those devils out? Your enemy, Jesus. We got, didn't we lay hands? Didn't we do all these things? And Jesus is going to say, yeah, you did. But depart from me. I never knew you. We miss the purpose when we get distracted by those things. Everything that goes on in the church has to be a byproduct of the one thing, and that's your focus and connection to Jesus Christ. Anything that goes on in the church that's not a byproduct, a by, you worship, your worship is a byproduct of your relationship with Jesus. You can't help it. Oh, I can help from worshiping. 
then check your relationship. Listen, if God saved you from this awful brimstone and fire, if God has lifted you out of your life of whatever problems you had and whatever problems I had, and you have a problem worshiping him, if that's, not, if that's an issue to you, you need to check the relationship. Something has gone sour. And Jesus ain't sour. He's sweet. So something has gone sour. Everything has to be a byproduct of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Anything that's not, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. If we, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick on the ushers since they're, they're fun. If ushering is more important today than worship, it's a problem. What you do is fantastic here. It's much needed. It's, it's actually biblical, scriptural. But it's the byproduct of your relationship. If, if, if you know, there are people... Not not here, thank God. There are people who come and uh, will do this all day long. Lead worship. Do all day long. And love what they're doing. But be so distracted. Because they're not doing it because of relationship. They're doing it because of relationship. If, if, if pastors, if, if I get up here to preach for you and not for him, that's a distraction. I'm not preaching or teaching for you. I'm preaching or teaching for him. The byproduct is we talk about the things that we're preaching and teaching about, right? But I'm doing it for him. I'm not doing it for you. I love you, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for him. And he uses what I'm doing. It's the same thing when you and I have conversation. Our conversation is about him, but we gain out of the conversation, right? Everything is a byproduct of that relationship. Anything that's not is a distraction. And we can be easily distracted in church. And look what's happened, especially in America. I didn't use that other word. Love me. I left off the W part of it. Westernized church. I had to say it. I'm sorry. I can't stand it. That's something that's happened in the West. We become so distracted from what our purpose is. And you know, the devil laughs all the way to the bank. We're becoming so distracted from the... Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. Don't get mad at Pastor Don, okay? I'm about to say something. Don't get... Everybody Everybody, look at me. Raise your hand if you promise not to get mad at me. Some of you are not raising your hand. Okay. Elections, COVID-19, economics, personal rights, who's right and wrong, they're all distractions. They're all distractions. These things are important in their place. They're important in their place. Understand where they're at. They're important. Understanding elections and electing presidents, that's important. Understanding COVID-19 or what it can do, that's important. Your personal rights, they're important. Who's right and wrong, that's very important. But they can all be distractions. The things are important in their place, but when you allow them to distract you from what you're called to do and you lose your focus, now you're going to lose your goal. Our, our goal, we want to make it, don't we? We all want to make it, right? It's like running a race. You want to make it to the finish line first. The good thing about Christianity is you don't have to be first. You just want to make it to the finish line. What happens if you're running a 100-yard meter or 100-meter, you can tell what I came from, a 100-meter race, and at about 75 meters, you look over in the stands and there's somebody that you know, and you stop running, you go have a conversation with them. The race is over. 
Somebody won the race, and there's others that finished second, third, and fourth, but you never made it to the end because you got distracted. And that's what's happening in the church world today. There are distractions that are pulling us away from the goal. Paul said, I've fought the good fight. You know what? He said, I fought the good fight. Did he say I won the fight? He said, I ran a good race. I ran. Did he say I won the race? No, he just said I made it to the now. Now has now has built up for me. Now has come to me because I stayed the course and didn't get distracted. Now is laid up for me the treasure. We have become so connected to the internet. Even Pastor Don is connected to the internet. Would you believe that? Five years ago, you ought to be saying I, he's lying. Because, I, you know, getting on a computer was a massive thing for me. Now I can whip around that thing. Well, I can move around that thing. I'm not like y'all. Huh? Yeah, Jude can do three at one time. <laughs> so we've become so connected. We've become so connected to Facebook, social media, distractions, distractions. How much time do you spend on social media? I don't, I'm not on my computer all day. I didn't say computer. I said social media. I have to listen good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I w- I've never been a singer. See? <laughs> yeah, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. Yeah, distractions are a seed that will grow if you don't pluck them up by the root. We were talking earlier in the office, you know, out on my property, there's a lot of those grass, you know what, grass, not grass burrs, but they're vines that grow up and they're just, they got thorns on them and I can mow on them, they keep, I can mow them and they keep coming back. I can mow and they keep coming back. But when I pull them by the root, they don't come back. And it's the same thing with distractions and that social media has become, because what, what is, all right, what is social? Let's break this down real quick. I got a little time. Social. It's, it's, it's the avenue of people. What is media? Huh? Things you read? Outlets? Information. Yeah, media. Media is not just the news networks. It can be any kind of information that you reach and grasp for. Can, true or false? Exactly. It can be something in a magazine. I don't read magazines anymore. When was the last time you went to the doctor? Every time I've gone to the doctor, which 
when I go in there, they got magazines everywhere. And I don't particularly care to read magazines, but I'll pick them up, read them. Kills time, and everybody else is reading them. You realize you're, you're feeding yourself with information. Now, is there anything wrong with feeding yourself with information? No. No. What's wrong is when you become distracted by it. You know, a lot of times we hear information or we read information. It's, it's you know, if somebody runs in here right now and yells, fire, 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 that's social media. There's a social network of people, and there's an, there's an avenue of information. That's social media. Now, what if there's no fire? It's a fun joke for them, and we're all panicking trying to get out the door. Now, that's a simple explanation of what goes on when we get distracted by what we're supposed to be purposed in. That doesn't mean you don't look at things and listen to things. Listen, I don't, I don't think you have to become an alcoholic so that you can lead people away from alcoholism as a Christian. No, that, that's, that's not correct. But understand something. If you've been an alcoholic, you understand the situation they're going through, and maybe you can help better, maybe not, but maybe you can, than someone that's never been an alcoholic. It's not a prerequisite to help because all deliverance doesn't come from AA. All deliverance doesn't come from a mental hospital. All deliverance comes from God. And you don't have to be involved in something to be involved in the deliverance in a person's life. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But when we get information into our life, we need to make sure that the information that we're putting into our mind, because out of the abundance of the, the mouth, so whatever you're putting in here, it's going to come out. So understand this about distractions. When we put things in our mind that distracts our, what we're supposed to be purposed on, then we have issue. Listen, I'm going to say something here, and I'm about done, y'all. People in the church seem to have more faith in ABC, NBC, NSNBC, Fox. Uh, y'all shaking your head no, but I'm telling you it's yes, because I hear it all the time. People in the church that believe more about what comes on the news than what comes out of this book. My God, this is going to happen because NBC said this. Now, I'm going to say this publicly. ABC, NBC, CBS, CSNBC, Fox, liar, 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 liar. If it's not the whole truth, it's a lie. And the news media in America disseminates information at its will to get you to understand and purpose in you what they want you to know and believe. If you don't believe it, go to another country and watch the news that the Listen, I've told you this before. We were in Ireland one time, knowing a situation that the news had told us had happened. And while in Ireland, when it came on the uh, BBC, it was a totally different story. Because they just presented the facts, not what they wanted us to hear. And when we got back, guess what? These people were still telling the same... Yeah, I was going to say facts, but... But more people in the church have faith in the news industry than they do in the book or a teacher or a preacher. And that ought not be so. That's distraction. That's distraction. How do we get our news information? How do we get our news information? Do you see? No, how do we get our news information here? We get it from 
ABC, NBC, CBS, CSNBC, Fox, well, that's how we get it. The thing is, we have to understand what's being said and done and go to word and understand that, that because they say it doesn't make it law. That's a distraction. Oh, yeah. What used to be called in Scripture sin is now called an alternate lifestyle. Correct. And if you don't embrace it, you're a hater. Miss, missing the purpose. And that's that's why you know, some people get mad at me for saying this, but that, that, that's why you know we run off to these conventions and to that deal over here and to that thing over there. That this that listen. Okay, I'm gonna get in trouble. Listen, instead of trusting in God's promises, it's news rhetoric. Many people are believing what the news says. Believe, yes, we've we got to be aware of what's going on around us. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. The early church was very well aware that there was a Saul going around killing everybody or imprisoning them or breaking up families. The news was out, <laughs> but it was real news. There wasn't news out there that, hey, there's a guy Saul, but, you know, he's not really that bad. After all, he's human like you and me. You need to accept Saul as human like you and I. You see how easy we get distracted? You know, what, again, what the church, what the, what the Scripture calls sin, we now give it a, that's an alternate lifestyle, or we give it the, you know, that's a disease. Yeah. Oh, we just make ourselves feel better about our sin. That, that, let's just be honest. Don Biddick never, ever, listen, I, I never, ever had the disease of alcoholism. Never, never had it. Was I an alcoholic? Absolutely. Was it a disease? Mm-mm. It was a sin. Period. You, however you want to look at it. I, I, I didn't have the disease of stealing automobiles. That wasn't a disease. It was a sin. But now, you know what? Well, that's, 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 the, new, that's the new way of income. Stealing cars was my, it was, that was my way of income. And so I call it, that's my way of income. Not that I'm a car thief. Now, I didn't want to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a lucrative one, brother. <laughs> the problem was it was just out old sin. But we've come to a point, we've gotten so distracted that we're afraid to call it is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, when I do wrong, it's a sin, period. I can call it whatever I want. Well, I just don't like telling the truth. No, you like lying. Just call it what it is. Just tell everybody. I, don't, I just like to lie. Just call it. That's, that's what it is. And we get distracted by all of this. Why do, we, why do we get distracted by that stuff? 
Right. It's easier for us to live in our society by just getting distracted because we're doing what everybody else is doing. And so everybody's just kind of getting along. You know, uh, I'm not a hater. Hate's a bad thing. But there are things that I despise. There are things that I despise. That doesn't mean it's just, you know, the problem with most people, you know, I don't know if you ever went to AA. I'm about done, y'all. I said that. I got one minute. If you went to AA, they're going to tell you something. You're an alcoholic. You'll always be one. Oh, yeah. You'll always be one. You may never drink again, but until you die, you're an alcoholic. I'm going to tell you something. That sin is over in my life. I'm no longer that. No, no, no. I wasn't that sin, but that sin's, that sin's no longer my, in my life. No, AA, you're wrong. But what that does is that makes it a little easier to feel like, well, and then if I kind of slip back, it makes it a little easier. Everything is to make me feel better about it. And what would y'all feel like if next week you saw me on the news in a Ferrari driving down 20 with the cops following me? Well, Don just slipped back. He just slipped back into his old job. No, the dude has a problem. And it's a sin problem. It's a sin problem. Let me finish. It seems we're focusing on the problems around us rather than the solution to the problems. What's the solution to distraction? It's easy. It's Jesus Christ. He is the solution to the distraction. When your eyes are on Him, it becomes very hard to be distracted. When you look at Him, the Lord of glory, when you look at Him, who He is, when you look at Him at, at all that He possesses and, and all about Him, it's hard, you know, let's see, I've got this big, big New York strip, and I've got this Frankfurter wiener over here. It's real easy for me to look at that steak and never look at that Frankfurter because I would rather eat that steak than touch that wiener. I don't want it. I don't want to eat it. I don't like it. It's all stuff that's ground up, and that's all parts of the body parts of an animal ground up and encased in something. Hor now, some of y'all like hot dogs, but it's horrible. What would you rather have? I got my eyes on the porter. I got my eyes on the, man, I got my eyes on the steak. Listen, when you got your eyes on him, the distractions aren't as, they're, 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 know this, God's created earth. God's created earth. He, ins he insists that we take care of it, right? But don't ever think once that you or me can destroy this earth. We can affect it because Adam did. The earth was cursed because of Adam. We can affect it. Don't ever think that we as human beings, now I know some of the huggers are going to get mad at me, but don't think that we can do things to this earth. God has created this earth where the earth will repair itself and the humans will just move on and die. If you don't believe it, go to South America. In the 80s, they started discovering entire cities overtaken by the earth because God made this thing where God takes care of it, it the earth takes care of itself and when we think when we get so distracted you know, who's drinking oh, everybody, water bottle mm. oh plastic oh. we're supposed to be good stewards of what God gives us don't misunderstand what I'm saying but don't be so arrogant and get distracted by the fact that I'm a steward understand this is God's planet God made this planet for you and I. Everything on this planet was designed to benefit you and I. 
Everything on this planet was designed. It was the purpose of God. So we are to take care of it. But don't think we're the ones that can destroy it. The book says no. Don't get distracted by all of that stuff. Be, be prudent, but don't be distracted. And so I come to the end. How many times have I said that, Bishop? I got to stop. I got so much more there. Distractions. Distractions. They're easy to come around to us. The devil makes sure of that. He knows exactly what to say and who to say it to. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather. And you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.